Hello Tea Crew and welcome to a brand new episode of Tea Talk with Sha. Today we're going to be getting into all the trending topics all over social media and the internet and we're also going to be doing a deep dive into Lori Harvey. So let's get straight into it. You're not going to want to miss this episode. (laughs) All right Tea Crew, so we had to miss last week so you know I'm ready to get right into the tea so let's do it so the first topic i know i like to lead with the topic that people have asked me about the most diddy's new baby now it came as a shock to us last week when diddy the multimedia mogul and um head of bad boy records put out the fact that he has a new child Love Sean Combs, and he basically said Love is the new member of the family. He did disclose that she is a baby girl. He listed off the rest of his kids and said how much, you know, them in addition to his mother are excited for the new arrival of, um, you know, his new baby girl. Now, this shocked so many people. I, t- I put on my stories, I hope it's a damn dog. Um, because I like him and Carisha together. I think they're cute together. I know they have an arrangement. I know he's also seeing 50 cents baby's mom and all this stuff, but I really do like him and Carisha together and they just seem so happy together. Um, but the child is not hers. Allegedly the child is a woman that had the baby in October in California. She's allegedly married, still married. And after finding out the paternity of the baby, her husband has left her allegedly. So this is what everybody is saying about the mother of this child that she, of course, has not been disclosed yet. She is in a marriage and her husband has since left her after finding out the situation between her and Diddy. Now, a lot of people are also asking, where does this leave Carisha? Okay, Diddy just had this birthday party. Carisha gifted him with a new chain. They've been seen in Italy together. They were serving homeless people on Thanksgiving alongside of his children. You know, she seems to really be in the mix of the family, although they are not, of course, officially together. And Diddy is also seeing other people. And people are saying, you know, where does this leave Carisha? What's my opinion on that? I really feel like Carisha knew about this baby. I think that she has been moving strategically with Diddy from the beginning because, of course, Diddy has tons of money. This is a new lifestyle for her. And people are like, oh, that's not city girl behavior. I'm like, I think it's a thousand percent city girl behavior. Um, now, is it the behavior of somebody that wants to be really in a relationship with someone and that person is just not giving them um, that commitment that they want, that could also be true. But I think that it's city girl behavior to get the trips, to get the bags, to get the looks in music videos, to get that clout of um, being the girlfriend that's invited to his birthday parties and the rest of them just get trips where it's just the two of them and getting to be around his children. I think that she definitely has the number one spot in my opinion. Um 
but she did say that she wants more children. So this case is just very, very complicated. I will say they're two consenting adults. Carisha is not being, you know, held against her will or anything like that. And if she wants, you know, to get out of the relationship that she can definitely get out of the relationship. There's nothing that's holding her in the relationship if she doesn't want to be in the relationship. But I will say that it doesn't look great when she says that she wants more children and Diddy is having more children with a woman that nobody even has seen him out with publicly, we think. Now, this is a similar situation that happened with Cassie because as you all know, Cassie and Diddy were together for a number of years. Cassie wanted children. She wanted commitment from Diddy and she never got it. She ended up moving on um, to her trainer and marrying her trainer and having kids with him. And this is kind of what I always joke as, you know, the Cassie story <laughs> in my personal life that I feel like this is more of my story, what happened with me. But I, I mean, this could happen to Carisha if she sticks around past, um, you know, past the point of her enjoying the relationship. But she says she's happy. She says she's enjoying the relationship as it as it stands. I don't think she was blindsided by this child. I think she knew about this child. I will say this about Diddy. Whether I think it's right that he's kind of putting Carisha in that top spot, but not committing to her and still seeing other women, I don't think that's right. Because even if you are fully open and honest and you disclose everything with someone, you know how feelings work. Like feelings aren't fair. Feelings don't just say, okay, he's been honest with me. He's told me everything. I can't fall too deep. I think she has fell for him. Um, and she's just taking what she can get because she really does love him, appreciate him and want to spend time with him and spend his money. Let's just call spade a spade. I think that she, it's a good, comfortable situation for her right now and that she's enjoying it. But I just hope that whenever the time comes, if the time comes that she stops enjoying it, she just moves on to a relationship that's more appropriate for her life at the time. You know, her and JT are really building the city girls up. They're getting their performance skills up. They're really taking their time to choose their next single carefully and then put out a project. If you notice, the last couple things have really been hitting because they've really been picking and choosing more selectively. So she has a lot going on in her career as well. I hate when people try to diminish her to like running behind Diddy and you know, whatever. Carisha was Carisha before Diddy. She'll be Carisha after Diddy. I really think that she does have things going for her. Now, some people don't like her. Some people do. It just is what it is. But you can't just say she's running after Diddy and she didn't have anything else going for her. She really did. She had things going for her way before she knew him. Um, and that's just, that's just a fact. Uh, now, how's her life been elevated since being with him? It has, and she has benefited greatly since being with him. And that's why I think she's still with him in some capacity, whatever it is. So it's working for her. I feel like, you know, like I said, as long as it's working for you, it's working for you. When it stops working for you, stop working for it. Basically move on to another relationship where you can get all your needs met or the things that you really, you know, want out of that time. You know what I mean? All right. So that's that. Um, can't wait to get more information on the baby's mother and just kind of confirm whether these wild rumors are true or not. Cause that's, if this was a married woman, then that's wild, <laughs> especially because he never had kids with Cassie. And it's like, if you were going to have kids with somebody, Cassie at least would have held you down. You know what I mean? 
Um, but he hasn't had a child in a long time. I think the twins are like 16 years old or so. So this is definitely a, a change for Diddy. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. And I'll give you guys, of course, updates as the story develops. All right, let's get into the next story here. Derek Jackson, the relationship guru, files from divorce of his longtime wife, Deshauna Jackson, after he was caught cheating again. So we all remember the viral video of Derek Jackson um, getting caught out there because a woman alleging to be his mistress got in touch with Tasha K. Now, this woman then came forward and said she had lied about everything. She wasn't cheating with Derek Jackson, but the plot twist was Derek was cheating on his wife. (laughs) It's not funny, but it is. So Derek was cheating on his wife and because he was cheating on his wife, he had a guilty conscience and he then began this like apology tour with his wife and having the the viral video of her getting on live with her bonnet on and him holding her hand and and her looking like a hostage as he explained that marriages go through ups and downs, that she has completely forgiven him, that they're in counseling for their marriage and they're letting God lead the way as it pertains to their marriage, their children, and the fact that they were staying together, they were a thousand percent not getting separated or divorced, that they were going to work through this situation like a true Christian family. Cool. So that was last year. (laughs) So this year, Derek has been caught out there again, and this time he is filing for divorce from his wife. Now, people are just dragging up that viral video once again. Um, And after the viral video, of course, we had that video of just his wife in her army fatigues talking about this is um, spiritual warfare because her husband had been caught cheating on her and that people were trying to bring down their marriage because it, it was serving the edification of Christ and all this stuff. And people were just like, girl, you are in the sunken place. Like my new favorite saying, girl, get up, girl, get up, girl, you need to get up. Cause I, that's how I felt in that situation for her. Like you are in a sunken place. He has told you this rhetoric. He has beat this into your head so much. He has gaslit you to the point where you feel like you're crazy. If you think that you're going to leave the situation the whole time, he's been doing his own thing, what he wants to do. And at the end of the day, like he's not right. He shouldn't be able to just get away with doing whatever he wants. And he needs to be held accountable for the fact that he stepped out of your marriage. Now, Derek has stepped out of the marriage again, and this time he's filed for divorce. I guess he just doesn't see the value in his marriage anymore, and he's ready to just move on with co-parenting and dating other women. I just find it to be crazy because like I said, the first time that this came out, I will admit I drank the Kool-Aid. I believed his videos. I enjoyed watching his videos because they were just so positive towards black women. And I feel like in, I think it was like 2013, 2014, this was definitely a time and still a time on YouTube where a lot of black men were not saying positive things about black women. They just weren't. So to see a good looking black man really be super positive 
towards black women like I even like would chat with him guys and don't get upset or like angry or whatever I was completely single at the time I would like chat with him on snapchat and stuff and it would like make my week I really was like this guy is great and like you know what I mean so just to see him end up being a fraud it's hurtful to me it's hurtful to a lot of black women that really bought into his brand of self-love you know, demanding the most for yourself, not taking less for yourself, really building up that self-confidence and having boundaries and not crossing them when it comes to dating relationships and your expectations. It's just sad to see that he was a complete fraud and he believed in none of the things he was saying. He's probably cheated on his wife allegedly throughout their entire marriage. That's my opinion. That's what I feel. I don't think he was ever faithful to her. I think that he was able to have his platform, have his supporters, make his money, live his life. Many of the women were probably discreet and he's been just doing this their whole entire marriage. I feel bad for his wife, um, but I also think that she just kind of got into a place where you know, he knew who he was getting when he married her and he knew he'd be able to manipulate her and that she would think that the entire thing was her calling to be his wife. And this allowed him to continue to gaslight and emotionally abuse her. You hate to see it, but you could definitely tell he preyed on her. Allegedly, she was the perfect victim and it just was like a perfect storm of, of chaos, really, truly. Um, but it's a blessing in disguise. She could take her children, move on to a decent man who actually believes the things that Derek used to say. And, and that's just kind of that. I wish her the best. I don't care what happens to him because he's really messed up for doing this to her, especially only a year after everything came out. Like you couldn't have the decency to hang on in the marriage, at least on paper for another four or five years until this has fully cleared up. And let her just, you know what I mean, clear her name before you turn around and be like, yep, got caught out there again cheating. So I'm just going to divorce her this time. You're sick. Get help. All right, let's get into the next. Speaking of sick, no, I'm just kidding. Um, Krishan Rock and Blueface's new show has came out, y'all. Lord, it's called Crazy Love. It's on Zeus. It's a docuseries. And I told you guys already that I could probably only get through a couple episodes And this first episode definitely proved me to be right. First of all, just first reactions off the top, right? The production seems to be great. As per usual, Zeus does come through with the production. It's not crinkly. It's not crunchy. You can, you know, the quality, sound quality is good. The visual quality is good. The disclaimer that we get in the beginning of the show when they talk about Krishan and Blueface and whether they're even in love or this is just some type of weird experiment that both of them are engaging in as far as, you know, just being in this relationship. That disclaimer let me know everything that I was about to see in this documentary because it is, there's no theme. There's no, like they try to kind of show a storyline of what's happening. Both of them um, are so intoxicated the entire filming process of at least the first episode, we really can't even see what is going on. I told my husband, I'm like, I don't know if I can tell one clear scene where they were filming 
that Krishan was sober. Blueface looked sober in some of the scenes. Some of the scenes he looked too lit to really be even filming, but here they are. But Krishan looks literally drunk the entire time. So we're watching the show. You know, they're telling us what's going on. They're supposed to be going to fashion week this week. Okay, fine. So Daniel Leathers and I guess another label Blue Blue Elements or something like that, they have asked them to walk in their shows. So we see them preparing for that. They're on the Sprinter van. They're trying to play this game. They're both drinking. They're pretty much belligerently drunk, not making any sense. Blueface is mumbling the same way he mumbles when he raps. And it's just like hard to understand what he's even saying to Krishan. Krishan is getting mad almost every time he opens his mouth. And the two of them just seem to be so disinterested. And even being in a relationship, it's like they're just trying to stay awake during filming. I don't know if it's it was filmed late in the evening or it was just like, well, we got to get this filming in somewhere because, you know, she's also filming for Baddies West. Um, I mean, she was also filming for Baddies South at the time. I guess she's currently filming for Baddies West. So there was a lot going on and they were also trying to do music festivals and all this stuff. And they got some of that footage in, but it, it was just like, I guess they're just trying to squeeze in whatever footage they can of them interacting with each other. Um, in between them doing radio shows, fashion weeks, um, the other reality show that Krishan is doing. And then I guess just the chaos of having Blueface have to come back and forth because as we all know, you know, his baby's mom and ex-girlfriend um, did give birth to their daughter. So I guess maybe that's why the filming was also short because they wanted to film while Blueface and Krishan were together. Of course, you don't want to just film one, not the other when the show is supposed to be focused on their relationship. But it was just a lot of I couldn't really hear then in the first part of the episode or I could hear, but I couldn't understand. And then it looks like from New York, they went to Baltimore to meet up with Krishan's family. And this was also confusing as to why Krishan was screaming, cursing, like losing it um, because the family wanted to. Basically, this is my opinion. And after you guys watch the episode, you can let me know what you think. But my opinion of the situation is they were trying to do some type of intervention on Krishan and Blueface, right? They wanted both of them to walk in to the meeting of the family and see the family there united um, and basically just looking up at them and saying, hey, the violence in this relationship has gone to a new level. Um, there should be no violence at all. And and we are here to intervene on this situation that both of you have been doing towards each other. Him hitting you, you hitting him, the whole thing. We need to intervene and basically get you guys back on track where physical violence is no longer a part of your relationship, which I a thousand percent stand behind. But it seems like her sister was late to the intervention and that she should have been upstairs with the family already. This is her sister, Tessa, that did get on the sprinter that did, you know, get to meet Blue and, and hug Krishan and pray with Krishan and the whole thing. But she was supposed to be upstairs already 
with the other family members. So I guess because she kind of messed up the intervention, Krishan got upset. And then I guess she maybe realized it was an intervention. She took someone on Zeus's staff's van and just drove off. Um, and I guess that's part of the next episode. And then Blueface is going to get in the van with her and they're going to drive somewhere else. I don't know. They're supposed to be getting on a flight in an hour. Now they're driving around Baltimore. Like it, it's, it's very chaotic. Um, and the parts where we can't understand what Blueface is saying is kind of frustrating. Cause I'm just like, I really don't know why Krishan's getting mad, but I also can't understand what Blueface is saying. So, did I enjoy it? Not really. I, I will say I liked Bobby. I love you per. I liked, um, bad boys club. Um, I somewhat liked bad girls, the baddies or whatever. Sometimes I watch them. I don't, but this one is really hard to kind of get through because it's because of the understanding and because of the fact that they're just not sober enough to really make sense in my opinion. Um, but I, I will try to watch it as long as I can for you guys and give you my opinion, but that's my opinion so far. So we'll see how that goes. And of course we got the viral clip of Krishan's dad punching blue face in the face and in the, you know, so, and the resulting actions after that. All right, let's get into a couple show that I found to be definitely less interesting. Um, Harry and Megan. Uh, this is a new docu-series that is on Netflix, highly anticipated, uh, former Prince of Wales, Harry and his wife, Megan. And of course I say former because when they left, uh, you know, when they left the palace, they left the Royal lifestyle. They are no longer considered to be, um, Prince and Princess or Dutch and Duchess or whatever it is. Uh, now they are just regular, uh, people as they wanted it to be. But um, they did this basically docu-series to show people their side of the story, their side of living in the Royal Palace, um, their side of their engagement. And I guess they're going to go on to talk about their children, their family, and uh, why they left. Honestly, I found it to be very boring. I found that Megan came off a little bit fake you know, trying to be perfect for the camera, just trying to show the British people that she really does care about their traditions. And she really did try to live palace life, but that she just couldn't do it. Um, and my final thoughts, I guess, on the whole thing, the first two episodes that I watched are that maybe this is more for British people that don't like Megan or that really wondered why Megan and Harry left, um, left the palace and left the royal lifestyle for a regular lifestyle for themselves and their children. Um, you know, for people that care about that kind of thing, I think Oprah got the answers that I needed. Um, Oprah really dug into the situation. I would like to see them maybe sit down with Oprah again, or maybe have like a guided conversation because I feel like just Megan and Harry leading it was just like, we loved each other so much. We just wanted love. We just love love. And it wasn't about his status and it wasn't about whatever. And that's why we ultimately left because we just wanted to be a family. And I'm like, I get that, but it's not interesting, at least to me. And I put a poll on the podcast 
if you guys plan to watch or if you found it interesting and everybody was like no don't plan to watch no tea at all boring as hell and I was like you guys are my people because I really wanted to like it I thought Megan was going to be dropping gems like they called my baby the n-word and I had to dip you know what I mean like I don't know I just thought it could be better I thought it would be a little more interesting it just wasn't I was kind of let down just was what it was um you know a beautiful love story for those that care to watch you know three or four hours of that home videos and whatnot of the kids you know for those you know royal people that love the royal family stuff you might really like it I, I don't know um all right guys and just by way of announcements I know some of you have been messaging me about Tori and Meg I am keeping myself abreast of the situation, but I just decided that I'm going to do a mini sip after the verdict is released and not before I kind of, I'm not going to do a play by play of the jury selection, what Tori's been posting, um, what, if anything that Meg's been posting, I'm just going to wait until the end of, uh, the trial. And when we get the verdict, I will do a mini sip and just, you know, cap everything off. I think we discussed it enough when it first happened. Um, and I just now think that the best thing to do would be a mini sip with the verdict once we finally get the verdict. Okay. So that's what I'm going to do, but I have seen your messages and I, I will address it once we get the verdict. All right. This has been this week's trending topics. Um, stay tuned for our sports report. Hello, hello, hello out there and welcome to the sports update with J-Rob. Today I will be covering week 14 of the NFL regular season. So let's get started. The L.A. Chargers beat the Miami Dolphins. The L.A. Chargers defended their home field and improved to a record of 7-6. The Kansas City Chiefs defeated the Denver Broncos. Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey has become just the fifth tight end in NFL history to have 10,000 or more career yards. The San Francisco 49ers embarrassed the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 49ers running back Christian McCaffrey had 153 yards from scrimmage and two touchdowns. The Carolina Panthers beat the Seattle Seahawks. Panthers quarterback Sam Darnold completed 14 passes for 120 yards and one touchdown. The Philadelphia Eagles blew out the New York Giants. The Eagles won this game by 26 points and are the first NFL team to clinch a playoff spot this season. The Baltimore Ravens beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. Ravens running back J.K. Dobbins had 15 carries for 120 yards and one touchdown. The Detroit Lions defeated the Minnesota Vikings. Lions quarterback Jared Goff completed 27 passes for 330 yards and three touchdowns. The Jacksonville Jaguars beat the Tennessee Titans. Jaguars wide receiver Evan Ingram caught 11 passes for 162 yards and two touchdowns. The Buffalo Bills defeated the New York Jets. Buffalo Bills quarterback Josh Allen had 194 yards from scrimmage and two touchdowns. The Cincinnati Bengals beat the Cleveland Browns. Bengals wide receiver Jamar Chase caught 10 passes for 119 yards and one touchdown. The Dallas Cowboys defeated 
the Houston Texans. The Cowboys outscored the Texans 10-0 in the fourth quarter and won the game. The LA Rams beat the Las Vegas Raiders. The Rams outscored the Raiders 14-3 in the second half. And this has been the Sports Update with J-Rob. Have an awesome week. Okay, T-Crew, this is my favorite part of the podcast where I get to dive in in the deep dive section and shine a light on something I've been thinking about all week. And this week we are talking about Lori Harvey, (laughs) the heartbreaker, the entrepreneur, the celebrity daughter of Steve Harvey. We're going to get into Lori Harvey and why people just seem to be so bothered by her existence. All right, let's get into it. So Lori Harvey, the basics, she is an entrepreneur. She has a skincare line. She is the daughter of famous host and comedian Steve Harvey. Um, And she's just breaking hearts left and right. I think she's basically known for being very gorgeous and pretty. We don't really know much else about Lori except that she is gorgeous. Uh, She makes her own money. And she seems to be kind of moving through the dating scene more like men would do. And I guess that bothers a lot of men. So let's get into it. So I guess she first started getting into the scene after dating a very famous uh, football player, I believe, a college football player, because at that age, I think she was around that age as well. And they ended up breaking up. I think they were engaged, but they ended up breaking up. Um, and it seemed to be Lori's doing, um, that she just wasn't in love with him anymore and she wanted to move on after that, you know, we've seen her tied to different celebrities, one of which being future. And of course, you know, future really loved her. He wanted to be in a relationship with her. And I think they had a quick fling for a couple of months Then she moved on to Michael B. Jordan. So she dated Michael B. Jordan for over a year. A lot of people thought they were couple goals. They really enjoyed them as a couple and thought that this was going to go somewhere. Now, if you're a fan of the podcast, you know, when they first got together, I was not excited. I did not feel like it was going anywhere. I felt like it was definitely um, quote unquote contract relationship. This is where two famous celebrities uh, contract to be with one another because they feel like it'll definitely support their career and it'll be beneficial for their career. So they go ahead and engage in these kind of contractual relationships that this will be the, um, visibility that I need as a celebrity being attached to you will, you know, get me those clicks and views and bring more traffic to my social media platforms and the other things that she has going on. Now, while in a relationship with Michael B. Jordan, she walked for several fashion houses for Fashion Week, as well as got to join the Met Gala on the carpet. And I know these are some personally, some of the goals that Lori Harvey had for herself. So being in that relationship with Michael B. Jordan was definitely beneficial for her and it was beneficial for him. Of course, he's, you know, an icon as far as looks like people see him as, you know, 
as one of the hottest guys out there. He's also a very talented actor. So this brought more spotlight to him as just a very handsome man, but also a man, you know, that appreciates relationships. It was rumored they broke up because he wanted to propose to her and she was not ready for marriage. And so this was kind of the thing, I guess, allegedly that broke them up. Um, but it did show other people, you know, Hey, he's, he's ready for marriage. He's handsome. He's a great guy. He makes his own money. This made him more attractive as a bachelor as well. So they both ended up leaving with something great out of the relationship, which only makes me feel like I was right. You know what I mean? They did it for almost exactly a year. Come on. And they both gained something really good from being in the relationship together. But after it was over, it was kind of just like, Hmm. All right. You know what I mean? Like he seemed to be a little bitter about it. She seemed to feel no way. They both made a couple little petty comments and posts about each other. Since then, we've heard nothing. It's giving contractual to me, allegedly tinfoil hat theory, whatever you want to call it, allegedly. Um, so I, I really feel like, so now Lori is rumored to be with, um, another actor, uh, Demond, I think is it's pronounced. I'm not gonna kill me, but he's very handsome. He's in Snowfall. Um, he they're rumored to be dating, and people are just like she's just running around collecting all of the handsome black men like Infinity Stones. And I'm just like, and what's wrong with that? She's a beautiful black woman. She makes her own money. She's not looking for them to take care of her. And she wants to date around. She has eyes like she can see that these men are handsome. They're single. She's not, you know, ruining homes or anything like that. She's dating single men. What do people have against her? And I really racked my brain. I'm like, what is this woman doing that everybody else that's dating isn't doing? A lot of people date this way. But then I was like, what kind of people date this way? Men date this way. Men are the one. Like when Pete Davidson does it, nobody seems to care. I mean, he's been collecting young pop stars and young influential people like Infinity Stones, Kim Kardashian, Ariana Grande, um, many other famous, like, you know, probably no offense to my white audience. I love y'all, but a lot of white actresses that we wouldn't know their names, but you probably seen their faces. You know what I mean? So if you would have seen their face, you're like, oh yeah, I see them in something. That's who he, he dates all of them and nobody has a problem with it. But when Lori does it and she says, I don't want my business in the street. I'm making you guys sign NDAs. I'm making sure that whatever happens between us stays between us. Y'all, you know, defame her and slut shame her when she's literally dating the way that you guys do, you know, and that's exactly how you guys get down. And when somebody does it the way you do it, you can't take it. And that's why I wanted to do this deep dive because I really feel like Lori isn't doing anything wrong. And I just want to reiterate that as a woman, I feel like so often as women, we judge women so harshly and we are just on them. Like find someone settle down now. Like why? Why does she need to find someone and settle down if she's enjoying dating around and she doesn't want to be tied down in a relationship? If she hasn't met that one person or if she just feels like at this point in her life, she's not ready to become a wife and really commit into that situation. Why should she? 
because you want her to because society tells her that she should and start popping out kids as fast as humanly possible that is not what every woman wants for her life she may be like a george clooney female george clooney that she just wants to be a bachelorette for the for the majority of her life and then we'll see her in her 50s or 40s still slaying and decide to get married then so I don't know. I just think that we need to back off societal norms a little bit and let celebrities live their life. And if you can't do that, stop making rude, nasty comments as far like the Infinity Stones meme. Ha ha. He he. Like we all get it. It's a little laugh or whatever. But it's just unnecessary when this woman is just trying to find things. You never know. She could have been deeply in love with Michael B. Jordan and she just felt a little, you know, controlled or trapped in the relationship. They did have a 10 year age gap. It might have just been a little overwhelming for her and she might have just had to back up off the situation. You don't know what the situation is. We all just sit back and speculate from the outside. We have no idea what is going on with these people, what 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 really goes on behind closed doors, what's being said. You know, a lot of men not saying Michael is like this, but a lot of men get into these situations for ownership. They want to be like, yes, I want that trophy wife on my shoulder. I want someone that completely belongs to me. And maybe at 24, 25, I can't remember how old she is at this moment, that she doesn't want that for herself. And we have something to force that on her. She's not doing anything except for living her life, people. And some of y'all really need to let it go. Some of y'all really in the comments like, man, she can't keep a man for nothing. Like she's, tw- she's in her twenties. She's living life. And by the looks of it, a lot of y'all should have taken your time to live your life as well. Cause you're coming off as bitter. You're coming off as some bitter Bettys who didn't get a chance to enjoy their twenties. So now everybody else needs to settle down and start popping out kids. That's not how this works. You had your life to live. Let her live hers. If she's making guys sign NDAs and she's getting wined and dined by the finest men on this planet, good for her. Go off, sis. That's what I say. <laughs> if I look like Lori Harvey, I'm probably doing the same thing. <laughs> Just kidding. Probably not. Not at this age, but still, you know, who's to say? We're sitting around in our bonnets and our bonbons hating from outside the club. And it's just not right. We need to support our young, beautiful black women and not look at them with envy because our life is not what their life is and let them make their own choices and mistakes and decisions. You know, y'all feel what I'm saying? If not, please voice your opinion in the comments. I would love to see it. This is the end of this deep dive. Please stay tuned for our outro comments. Okay, T-Crew, this is my least favorite part of the podcast where I have to say goodbye to you. Thank you so much for streaming these reels, <laughs> re-watching these reels, sharing these reels. This is basically how the podcast is monetized right now. Um, you know, so whenever you get a chance on Facebook to kind of go see our reels, share our reels, this is how we are monetized. This is how I can actually make money off the podcast and put more money into the podcast for more development stuff, more ideas, and hopefully soon our visual 
um, mini studio where I can start to make some content where you guys can see me um, talking to the mic as many of you have requested. So this is all going into that. So I really appreciate you guys so much for doing that. As always, convict the cops that killed Brianna Taylor. We won't stop until she gets the justice that she rightly deserves. Have a beautiful day or night wherever you are. And I love you for listening. Bye.